Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This week on the group chat, we're having a little bit of fun with this whole Kyle Allen's homecoming in Arizona, and then he gets another one in Houston. So we are nominating a homecoming court. I mean, I thought Kyle would play well. I was shocked he played that well. And then we also share stories from our perspective of the Panthers' win over the Cardinals this past weekend. Ner- nerdy Panthers stats guy incoming. Dante, one of just three Panthers players to ever have multiple two interception games. We have that and so much more this week on the group chat. You've been added to the group chat with your friends Caroline Can, Max Henson, and Will Bryan. We all have Billy Joel stuck in our heads right now, everybody, because the day that we are recording this, it was announced that Billy Joel is coming to Bank of America Stadium. So, we're going to start this off with not talking about football. We're not going to talk about anything that we had normally planned. You must sing the first at least four words of the chorus or uh, beginning of the song, your favorite Billy Joel song. Go. Boys. Ryan started the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. Ryan started the fire. Welcome to the group chat, everyone. It is a beautiful Tuesday because the Panthers won. It was a victory Monday. Now it's Tuesday, gearing up for another game going to Houston. It's going to be a tough one because Deshaun Watson had a heck of a game. This past week, we've I, I was the first to say, I think Deshaun Watson is a very beatable quarterback. I think, you know, I think we can go in and really do some things uh, and get a second win. But then I went back and watched Deshaun Watson. He's pretty this good. Week. Huh? Yeah. My goodness. Well, he, always you, ha- he always has games like that, though. You're our advanced scout when it comes to this. After all your time in the AFC what? South, AFC South. Yeah, yeah. I have seen these teams play a lot. And that was my my kind of point was Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback. We watched him for years at Clemson, win a ton of games, and then go to Houston. But he has been beat up in the NFL. He has been sacked numerous, numerous times. I would love to actually – I'm going to count that up this week. How many times has he been sacked over his career? But I've seen him get super frustrated in games, and his body language is low, and he, he's he's confused yeah. out there and can't get you know everyone lined up and get the ball moving. But, my goodness, he looked great. And speaking of, I was just going to say, speaking of guys getting sacked numerous times and getting really frustrated, <laughs> Kyler Murray on Sunday. Ah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I My believe goodness. we've seen this. Yikes. And I think that's an exciting part going into this Houston game is this defense. I don't care if people are saying, like, oh, it's an anomaly. I don't care. There's eight sacks. Give me half of that, and we'll be excited about that game. So certainly a lot to be excited for from this game, and we're going to play off of this a little bit because – 
In case you lived under a rock, Kyle Allen started, and he started in Arizona where he was born. He lived there for a few years, and then Texas is also his second homecoming. So we're going to play off of this a little bit. Everyone loved in high school or college. It's not as big of a deal, but high school homecoming is huge. At least the homecoming court is huge. So we're going to play off of this a little bit. There were so many stars in Arizona for the Panthers. So we're going to create a homecoming court, maybe share why we want a particular uh, candidate to to win. Max, were you on the homecoming court? I was, I was going to say, we didn't have homecoming in Jersey. Really? What? No, there was. It wasn't. There wasn't like a homecoming. It was just. This is where that guy's gonna deal. jump in and be like, "I can't listen." To I know. Yankees. Yeah. Um, college. Ugh. College. Ugh. Yeah. But that's my only. Experience I, I was. Of I was on homecoming in college. Ooh. Because so they have like the the court was made up of voting from like different like the the eat we had eating houses and and fraternities right and so like those would have a representative yeah eating houses eating that's houses. that's a, have you ever Davidson those? didn't have sororities they had eating houses my my buddy who um, went to Princeton humble brag um, <laughs> but not was, about you <laughs> not about me about my buddy uh, they also do that there yeah. it's these eating yeah. clubs which yeah. was is really strange right. you have to explain that to people yeah what is that so it it this is a little bit different from that that's like it, that's just you know it's old as Princeton with with all yeah. that. But no, so for they just never had national sororities on campus for whatever reason, and they just had these local. They're they just because the fraternities there you don't live in the fraternity houses either. Right. right. So they're pretty much just eating houses themselves, except they have like a national fraternity affiliation. But strange. Yeah. So they're like just eating where you go to have lunch and dinner and have parties. Right. I'm and they're just not. They're just not. It's like so. You can't if you can't have Greek life. Right. You essentially substitute it for what's well, called an eating house, which yeah. is where everybody just sort of right. hangs but out. But nobody lives in any of the houses. So how do you pick what eating house you? I think you rush for them too. It's rush. It's just they're not affiliated with anything like beyond Davidson. Yeah. It's or just like you're not that. It's just that. No. It's just that group, and they have that identity. They're called like Turner and Rusk, and yeah. Interesting. Well, I guess no. I should say that. I did say that homecoming in high school is a bigger deal. In the South, mm-hmm. high school homecoming is a very big oh, I deal. Can imagine. Yeah. And then I I my experience of college homecoming, I just wasn't a part of it. We that was in season for us. And it was a very Greek thing to, you know, as you were saying, Will of you you get voted by your house and that's where I was just never involved in Greek. So for me, the only thing that I had this is going to be an embarrassing podcast for me, by the way. We're just going to go ahead and set that up. Oh, There's nice. going to be some embarrassing stories that come out of this. But one of them is the only involvement I had in homecoming while I was in college was I hosted. I, this is when I was like starting in the broadcasting world. So they thought, oh, you would be great to host this. It was called the Spurs and Struts at University of South Carolina. And it's where fraternities and sororities team up and they have a dance team and they compete in the center of campus, it's really cool. But they thought I would be a great host for this. So I was like, sure, that would be so fun. How, how I many never, things had you ever hosted before? A, a good okay, many, so but for athletics. Bit. Okay, okay, yeah. I, I cannot say a fraternity name or a sorority <laughs> name to save my life. And so we go up there in the first- Sigma Tau. Awful. Awful. So, and like some of them that I had heard of, you say, you know, Sigma Nu, good with that. But they wanted the full name. So we go up there for the first two or three times, and it's me and the student body president. And so I say them, you know, the first two, and it was like Sigma Nu and Zeta and all this. No, they wanted the full name. So I come off and I said, listen here, 
I can't say them. You're going to have to say them. And he was like, every single time? I was like, every single time. But there were a couple times where it was like awkward, so I had to say them. I was not invited back next year. Mm. Well, that seems like a pretty big part of the job as hosting that event is to be able to say the And I told them. I said, I've never done Greek. I don't, you know. And they were, oh, that's fine. Like, we just want entertainment. I brought the energy. Just didn't bring the correct pronunciation. So So you weren't actually on the homecoming court? No. No, I was not. That for athlete like athletics, it wasn't really unless yeah. you were in a sorority. What about high school? Yeah, I was, but I did not win. Mm. Yeah, didn't win. That one hurt. No, it didn't. Actually, who won? And this happens. I don't know if this happens at your high school, but the girl that won my year, her younger sister was a freshman. So like, you win because huh. you. I mean, right. all those votes like you know right. go for them, and it happened every single year. Like we had some. I'm not gonna say random because she was an awesome girl and very sweet and deserving on all of those things whatever it takes to deserve to win homecoming queen not sure yeah. what those requirements are but she had them right but every single year it was whoever had the younger sibling won huh. every single year what is the difference between like getting votes to be homecoming king or queen versus prom king or queen is there like what's the difference we didn't have a prom king. So, yeah. So, oh, so you didn't have that no, for prom. Home, homecoming football is far more important. Did you have prom and homecoming? I don't think we did. I know. I feel like my brother's class, he was four years older. I feel like they had a prom king oh. and queen, but no. Interesting. We well, did not. And then for us, if I remember correctly, the, the like, escorts for the nominees for homecoming queen were the senior football players. Yes. So like by default, I was like on the homecoming court as one of the That's right, because you were a stud football player in high school. Stud. You know. He doesn't want to brag, but he should be he should be in our list of nominees for what we're about to do here. So what we are going to do to get back to Panthers football, (laughs) we just went on a tangent. Welcome to the group chat. Uh, we are going to nominate our homecoming court from this past game in Arizona. And then they are going to go into this game in Houston. Whoever comes out with the best game statistically or what we think is the best game, we will crown them the just biggest award that these guys could really get all year. I mean, they're just going to be oh, shocked. Yeah. And they'll, I mean, they'll, when we tell them in the locker room, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be. They're going to just – we should probably get a crown for yeah. them. I mean, it, it is going to be a big deal. They can just keep that into, in their locker. Written into contracts for incentives. Yes. If you're named home com- to the homecoming court on the group chat By podcast, the group chat. You will yes. Be, yeah. If you become king, I mean, good Lord, the bonus on that would be insane. But we're going to give you our homecoming court. It's the guys that everyone was excited about all week. And it's fun when the homecoming court is very long. And I think that's what the game in Arizona yep. was a breath of fresh air because we've talked about it needs to be complimentary football. All of those things that you hear every football team say – but a big thing for this offense was having Kyle Allen under center, knowing that you needed your other playmakers to step up. And not only did the offensive playmakers step up, the defensive guys, special teams, if there wasn't that penalty, it would have been an amazing return. So I, I, this was a, a great game. Duh, they won. It's fun. But just the way that it happened I thought was really great. So we're going to nominate our homecoming court. And the first one, Kyle Allen. He gets on the homecoming court. Congratulations, Kyle. Uh, yeah, I got to start with Kyle, right? I mean, literally the homecoming kid. Coming back to Arizona, I was, sh- I mean, I thought Kyle would play well. I was shocked he played that well. I mean, that was, that was incredible football. His, qu- his pass rating was 144.4, and the Panthers haven't had a passer rating like that since Cam in 15, his it's, MVP season. Especially after that first drive. Oh, yeah, because that, that was something I was looking at coming into the game. I was like, man, Carolina's got to get off to a fast start. 
the first two drives, they started with the ball. The previous two weeks, both ended in turnovers. One was a turnover on downs, Cam's fourth down run. The other was DJ Moore's fumble. And was like, man, if they get behind early on the road, this is going to be tough. And that's exactly what happened. But yet, Kyle and that offense came right back, leveled the score, and then just started rolling. And man, when you talk about a guy feeling it, Kyle Allen was just... It was he was on a 10, and it was it was just awesome to watch. Dude was having yeah. so much fun. The guys around him were having a ton of fun, making plays, pressure in his face, rolling right, throwing off his back foot. It didn't matter. The ball was getting where it needed to go, and just how cool a story. And he, he was high-stepping. Mm-hmm. Oh, was the high-step celebration after that touchdown to Greg was I mean, incredible. It was, yeah, it was, it was awesome. So much family in the crowd watching him. This is an undrafted guy who was cut by this team, made his way back onto it. Now here he is. He's got his best friend from growing up, Christian Kirk, playing on the other team. He's got Kyler Murray, the guy who was, you know, all that drama at Texas A&M, who was going to be the quarterback there, quarterback on the other team. I mean, so many storylines for Kyle, and to go out and play the way he did. Yeah, and to outplay Kyler. And so to watch his poise, and he felt the pressure, he felt the pass rush. His timing was great in terms of getting it out on time. And then you see, you know, Literally the very next drive, you see Kyler unable to do that. Yeah, you know, just be completely overwhelmed by the pass rush, by the um, the ways that they were coming at him from different angles, and then just giving up on plays early. And Kyle didn't do that. Yeah, it was great to see. I think that's a, what it made me think about was that's the difference between college ball and NFL. I mean, my goodness, like Kyle, the way that he was able to stay composed. That's why you hear all this, like, oh, he's just an NFL quarterback. What does that mean? That that game right there is the difference between a college and NFL quarterback as far as style because, of course, not taking anything away from Kyler Murray, heck of a college quarterback. I think he will still have success in the league. It's just going to look totally different um, than what we're used to seeing. Here's embarrassing story number two for me. Kyle Allen, before the game, comes out, and I'm watching him down there getting ready for my radio hit, and, you know, I try and make a joke that didn't – it landed well on Twitter. I didn't lean hard enough in on the radio for it to really stick. And that's totally my yep. bad. But I tweeted that Kyle Allen got to watch his brother, Josh Allen, score a touchdown. And I I, I know, guys, they're not brothers. You, you're like 90% new. I was 90% sure. You We're still only 90% sure. Because I, yeah, we actually <laughs> still aren't 100% confirmed on this. But so I tweeted out, and like people were having a really good time on Twitter with it. And people were like, oh, does this also mean that Willie, Cam's cousin, their uncle, is going to be singing the national anthem? Right. I got asked if I was going to be interviewing Greg Olson's twin sisters, Mary Kate and Ashley. I mean, there was some really good. Also, Bill was there, Kyler Murray's uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of really funny, funny yeah, very funny. funny responses there. But when I said it on the radio, when I said it on the radio, I didn't lean hard enough into it at all. Sometimes it's difficult to kind of joke back and forth when you're not in front of the person on radio. And it just went nowhere. There was the, no response, no, hey, you're wrong. They're, they're not brothers, nothing. So much so that when I got off the, that hit and off the radio, I had to Google it myself. I yeah, thought you this, was yourself su- for a second. this was such a, a, a terribly executed joke that I have in turn confused myself. So I'm sitting there like Googling and I'm like, no, 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 no. They're, no, no, no. They're not brothers. But I did stumble upon an Instagram post from Kyle Allen that says like family with Josh Allen mm-hmm. at the, so then I was still confused. So 
They're not brothers, but they're bros. But they're, they're bros. bros. They're super good friends. They're cousins, yeah. cousins. Yeah. I don't know. Bros. They're homies. They even yeah. they even crashed the other's press conference at yes. joint practices in Spartanburg. Yeah. They are big big bros. Yep. Okay, they yes, they are bros in that sense, but not actually brothers. So that was um a that was strike number one. Strike number two on game day was I took a photo of Kyle Allen on the sideline dapping up like his friend group, who I just happened to grab the picture of looked a whole heck of a lot like Carson Palmer. So thankfully, not in my main tweet, but in a tweet underneath that, I said, yes, yes, that is Carson Palmer. Wrong. No, not Carson. But I, I'm sticking by this it one. It still and looks a lot like Carson <laughs> is, Palmer. But honestly, like that's what I, I thought the um, ironic part was. It was still a brother duo. Like this, is, this was direct karma for my joke. On mm. I then was confused by real brothers in the this family. This was Jordan. This Palmer. was Jordan Palmer who works with Kyle. He's a quarterback trainer. Works with Kyle. Has has for years. So I got. I got. I. Wasn't a good start for me. It's a rough start. It was a rough start. So I just went up and got some coffee and, and you know, adjusted my sarcasm hat and went back down there and tried to yep. have a good game. Just like Kyle in the offense. Strip sack on the opening drive. Not how you want to start. We should have known. Honestly, we should have known that that's how it was going to start because I definitely had my strip sack and then <laughs> I... I you walked, rallied, though. You rebounded. I walked back out there and had a heck of a game. That's right. Okay? That's right. But, yeah, that was my day. So there's three embarrassing stories about <laughs> me... Yeah, Max. What about your day? Any any good stories from your experience? I, I don't know if I embarrassed myself. I mean, I don't. I mean, do you ever really embarrass yourself? Yeah, no. Trust me, it can okay, happen. Okay, yeah. But I think I got out pretty clean from Arizona. Um, I just thought it was awesome seeing Kyle after the game in that moment where he's signing Christian Kirk's jersey. We yeah. said they they were like buddies, and then he's dapping up Kyler Murray, and they're taking that photo. And then like you've got all the cameras just like trailing him as he goes off the field. And shout out to Panther fans, by the way. There were a ton oh, yeah. of you out there in Arizona. Pretty much took that place over by the time the game was out of reach, and all of a sudden it was just a bunch of people wearing blue and black down near the field. So Kyle's getting serenaded as he goes off into the tunnel, following him, and Ryan Anderson, the PR guy who's jogging behind him feverishly, into the <laughs> locker room. And then you see Kyle just kind of mobbed by his teammates, game ball. It's just that whole sequence was, I mean, that was sports. I mean, that yeah. is like it's what it's all about. Um, and so to, to see that all in action for a guy that everybody just likes. Kyle, Kyle's just a good dude. Um, and I think you see that on Sundays. You see the guys like playing with him, like playing for him. And everybody was just generally happy for him. And deservedly so. The guy played out of his mind. And Kyle did say that this time last year he came and watched Christian Kirk play in the nosebleeds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he was out of, out of a job. Going, yeah. like, come on. Yeah. Like, that's the story that everyone He was wants there to for Cam's national championship game when yep. Auburn played Oregon. Um, just that stadium yeah. and just being there was, there was a lot to it for Kyle. For it was sure. Very, very cool. So, of course, Kyle Allen is in the homecoming court. Let's go with the cat pack next. It's a good, good day when the entire cat pack was being talked about in a positive way. And so all three of them found the end zone. It was a the the toe drag swag of mm. Curtis Samuel. Yep. Isn't that the, the special on Good Morning Football Good morning on Football. Tuesday's he, toe drag swag? Oh, yeah. He was in there. They, they loved it. it that was, was pretty. I, that was. <laughs> but here's a, another person. All right, we've got the cat back in there. Another person. Greg Olsen is on this. Old man. Because, Old yeah, I feel like he like has to win, right? Yeah. I hope so. I hope he does. Because Greg's here, tweet after the game was incredible. Great. Yeah. He's so, just, maybe he's a little salty. He's not part of the cat pack. 
<laughs> is there a room for an old guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all he wants. That's all he wants. But here's a piece from the game that I why Greg Olson. We we know the stats. He had an amazing game. But he was like the game manager out there. And I was talking to you guys about this earlier. And, and you were saying this is Greg Olson. This is who he is, what he does, two-minute drill. He's a coach out there. This was just my first time seeing it live and in, in action. When the the toe drag happened, Greg, Kyle was like kind of like, woo, like living it up. This was yep. awesome. Everyone else is too. And Greg is like, hello, like <laughs> let's go. So they don't challenge that play. Because yep. when you're out there, they didn't know that it actually was two feet in. When you're at a home stadium like that, Arizona's replay was, you know, coming up on the board and – that's how the coaches like know when to challenge sometimes. So there was a lot going on. And Greg, he may be the old man, but he's the old man that knows a thing or two. Mm-hmm. And he's, yep. you know, hurry up, guys. Let's go. Let's get in. And, and I thought to myself, that is such an asset for Kyle Allen in mm-hmm. this game. And really everyone. But when we say so many times that quarterbacks are game managers and, oh, the way that he handles the clock and all of these things, that was something that Kyle could take off of his plate. And worry about other things. And he didn't have to take on all of that because Greg was there. And I just, I was like, you know what? I want Greg on my team. That's the guy that I want 100% on my team to make sure that there's a lot of youth that's playing out there. I believe at that point, Greg Little may have even been in. Like, there was a lot of youth out there. And and Greg, this tight end, is running up like, guys, come on. Get up on the line. We need to stop this ball. It wasn't a great play after that, but they were trying to get the the play in. And it wasn't great. But the whole point was, don't let them review this and overturn that big play. Get up here and run the ball. And they did that. And I just thought, man, Greg. And and credit to Greg, too, for balling because – like, yeah, he's always going to bring that sort of value to the team. But for a guy who's dealing with the back injury at the start of this year, and of course we all know the history with the foot, Arizona couldn't cover him. Nope. And he was open all day. Um, Arizona and, has struggled with tight ends. Yeah, that defense is struggling in a lot of a lot of ways <laughs> right now, which I know Panther fans who are maybe more cautiously optimistic keep pointing out. Um, we'll find out a little bit more against this Texans defense for sure. But for for a tight end who's, as Brady Quinn mentioned a bajillion times, is 34 years old in the broadcast, Greg can still get out there and, and get open. And I think that's – you talk about a security blanket for a quarterback. There's none better than Greg Olson. And, and, I mean, he played well against Tampa. I mean, you know, yeah. everyone talked about this game. He had, you know, over 100 yards against Tampa. He was wide open. He was running with the ball after yeah. catching. I mean, he was – He's got some yak yards He's, got, he's yakking and it up. I mean, he joked after the game. He was like, well, I've made it further this year than I have yep. uh, in the past couple. So, yep. I mean, he's got his fingers crossed. Hopefully – uh, continues to stay healthy because, you know, what an asset it is to have a guy with that kind of experience. Yeah, and, and, I mean, one of his biggest plays might have been the block to seal off Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey's run. I mean, Greg yes. filled in the hole and then, you know, just completely sealed off that left side and left Christian to just make one man miss. I mean, yep. great block by Greg. Greg also said after the game that he felt Christian's hand on his back. I just thought, what a – no one sees that in the game. It's going so fast. There's so many things to look at. And what Greg feels – it's Christian McCaffrey just, you know, nudging him like, hey, buddy. Hey, yep. buddy, I'm here. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. I just thought, what, that's a really cool moment between this offense that there's so many intricate details, and one of them just happens to be that Christian McCaffrey is going to lay his hand on your back and say, go, buddy. You got yep. this. Yep. All right, so that's it for the offense. We have Greg Olson, Kyle Allen, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey on our homecoming court for the defense. Where do we begin? We mm. mentioned the eight stacks. Yeah. They're all going in there. Okay, so every single guy that got a sack, someone that got multiple sacks, we've got Mario Addison, Christian Miller, Brian Burns, Eric Reed, and Shaq Thompson. They're all 
Mario, yeah, Mario with three. Yeah, you, know, you get a hat trick on the football field. Uh, you're absolutely going. Now, into the now one of those there, it was a, a touchdown after you know Kyler well, just they all ta- they all count the same at yeah. the end of the year. Okay. <laughs> they all count the same as Mario told me after the game because I said I was like you know that one you kind of like ran him out of bounds and he was like yeah they all count the same. So um, <laughs> Christian Miller yes reeling him in. Oh How about gosh. that sack celebration? He, huh? he he had he had quite a game. Only had like 24 snaps and had cool. three or four tackles, two two sacks. It, a cool moment for him too because this was an emotional game. Uh, his grandfather was laid to rest this past weekend, mm-hmm. kind of came into it with a heavy heart. Uh, that was the field where he won a national championship as an mm-hmm. Alabama player. He just kind of told me afterwards, he was like, yeah, it just kind of it was, took the field with all of that. And just, you know, he said, which was, you know, pretty cool, just wanted to make my family proud today. Yeah. And man, did he go out there and do it. Um, two sacks. This was a guy that we didn't really talk about at all during training camp. He took a little while for him to get his feet under him, get up to speed. But... Eric Washington said it a couple weeks ago. Is the light has, as the cliche goes, has come on for Christian. Um, and man, we certainly saw that in Arizona. They they've got a lot of pass rushing, uh, you know, weapons that they can throw at offenses right now. And uh, Christian hopefully continues to build on it. Christian, I walked to practice during OTAs one time with Christian and Brian, two completely different personalities, different style of play when they're out there. You know, just. A, very, very different guys, but they love each other, man. They're like such mm-hmm. good friends in the locker room. Their lockers are, are near each other. And Christian said to me, I'm just not very outgoing. I don't like the attention. I've never done the media thing. You know, I was kind of, I was getting to know the team then. So I was trying to figure out, you know, who's the good interview, who mm-hmm. enjoys doing these things, who can we kind of, who can be our go to people. And Brian Burns is one of the go to guys. He, he's very charismatic, he completely gets the whole media game thing. But Christian's just not that guy. He's he's kind of you know in the in the back burner. He doesn't. He's not too big on social media. Although he came through with probably one of my top five players from a tweet or tweet <laughs> words. I actually get paid to talk, guys. Sometimes I'm just not very good at it. Sometimes I'm not very good. But he came through with one of my favorite tweets from a player. This is like top five. Did you guys see this about his sack celebration and what he said to a fan on Twitter? I don't this think was I yesterday. saw this. No. All right, he said that a, a guy puts out there his, you know, reeling out there in his, his yeah. sack celebration. And, you know, he goes, he's throwing out a top water plug, four pound, no, 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 six pound line, large mouth, gets after it as soon as it hits the water. Nice action of setting the hook, looks like at least a five pounder. So that's what this person puts out there. Was Chris? this Jeremy Igo? Yes. Yeah, I thought I did exactly. see this. Yeah. Yes, our old friend at the Carolina. Home. Oh, yes. I go. Good job, Jeremy. Uh, you set him up beautifully for this, yeah. though. Like this was right up Christian's right. alley. Who does not like it? He doesn't get involved in a lot of media yeah. things. But you went right for the kill on this, Jeremy. And Christian retweets and goes, "No, no, no. Texas rigged motor oil zoom <laughs> trick worm. Eight pound tested. Medium fast action. Whatever that means. Quick hook set. Hit it as soon as it hit the water. Felt bigger than he was." Three pounds, maybe, with a little emoji with the hands. That's up. great. We're, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna get some some replies in the in the comments now from all of the sport fishing. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Will you actually explain Folks, that to us if you do leave I us a review? I don't know anything about it. Please. We got a Texas rig motor oil zoom trick worm, eight pound tested. I mean, that's is that was that a subtle like dig at Kyler not being very big? Texas rig like motor kind of oil. A small quarterback. Texas oh, rig yeah, motor oil zoom trick worm eight pound tested medium what, fast action. What's the last thing what he was said? The last thing? 
felt bigger than he was. Yeah. Oh, so I think it, I think yeah. it's like a subtle hey. like three pounds full maybe. He's just a little three pounder than he was. <laughs> <laughs> I just I read that and thought Christian, you might not think you're very good at this or enjoy this, but that was a fantastic tweet. So that's good. Twitter done well. Yeah, yeah, that is that's the way it's supposed to be done. So those are the guys that got the sacks and then out there add all in Dante. eight. And then, of course, finally, Dante Dante Jackson. My goodness. Not one, not two. I think he actually just landed from that one interception. I've never seen someone climb in the air. That's That's what he did. That was not a jump. That was a climb in the air to go get that ball. Nuts. Dude is such a freak athlete. Uh, And, yeah, after the game, that was what I love now in today's day and age. I feel like this has happened over the past couple of years. Guys, as soon as they get into the locker room after, mm-hmm. immediately grab their phones and look at the highlights. Yeah. So, like, Dante, <laughs> I literally go over there to try to, like, interview him, and he's like, check this out. And, you know, he, like, <laughs> turns his phone around. <laughs> and he's like, look how high I got. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that was that was absurd. Uh, the dude literally, as Caroline said, is probably still floating. Um, but it wasn't just that from Dante. You know, he had the other pick earlier in the game, a couple big hits. He also mentioned, you know, to me, they owned up to a couple of missed tackles. It was kind of all over the place, um, but overall in a good way for Carolina. And he, there's something about week three in Dante Jackson. Mm-hmm. Week three last year, two interceptions. Week three this year, two interceptions. So wherever they got next year in week three. Yeah. Good luck. He's uh, Two picks are coming. Ner- nerdy Panthers stats guy incoming. Dante, one of just three Panthers players to ever have multiple two interception games. Do you know the other two? Mm. One of just... One of just three Panthers to ever have two interception, two, multiple, multiple two interception PA games. Or, yeah. Oh man, is Josh Norman on the list? Nope. Uh, that's where the mind goes first. Chris Gamble. He's one. All right, yeah, Gamble's obviously that's in there. Safety. Mike Minner. Nope. You might not know him. Trey Boston. Dion Grant. Mm. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's yeah. rarefied air already. Yeah, rare. Ooh, rarefied air. Did you just stumble into that? Yeah, I did. (laughs) Good for you. I did. (laughs) All right, there's another stat out there, though. Will you please share with people the -the off-the-wall random stat that I believe ESPN? NFL. So this is one of those things that, to to bring back to my (laughs) Sunday, um, you know, I'm having to kind of juggle the things with the app, and, and as Christian keeps doing Christian things, there's always a stat for what Christian has done and sometimes you guys get on me for like, well, come on, that's ridiculous. That's just a ridiculous. I ne- stat. for the record, I never get on to you about a good stat. I love the off the wall stats. But sometimes even I can get frustrated with some of the random things that right. the league tries to. There's like there's only so many words that can be in a stat before it gets to the point where like I don't understand what you're saying anymore. Sure, you know, like this, it has to be kind of snappy. Otherwise, it's like and, what? And, Wait, and how you, many guys? Right. Like, how many weeks in this but season? This is, with how many yards? But like, this is yeah, this quality. this is ridiculous because they just they they're cherry picking and it's right. it's such a cherry pick. So Christian became the fourth player in NFL history with at least 185 scrimmage yards and one touchdown in two of the first three games of a season. Yep. Yeah, you got all that. What? Yeah. yeah. There it is. Yeah. Joining, uh, I think he, like, some guy I never heard of, and then um, I think Bo Jackson. I, okay. I don't know. Congratulations O.J. Simpson, I think. Yeah. Congratulations to Christian. I mean, he's on our homecoming court, and he did that mm. in the first yes. Couple weeks. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> the, 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 the bigger one was that all of the fans on Twitter were happy about was he pretty much wiped D'Angelo Williams off the record book in one day. 
now has more receiving yards than D'Angelo as a running back franchise record and the longest touchdown run yeah. by anybody. Wipe D'Angelo Williams. Sorry, D'Angelo. <laughs> yeah, Christian had himself a day. And he he was bound to break records this season, but that was an impressive uh, moment there for him. So your homecoming court going into this game against the Houston Texans, Greg Olson, Kyle Allen, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, Mario Addison, Dante Jackson, Christian Miller, Brian Burns, Eric Reed, and Shaq Thompson. If this was a popularity contest, we want to know who would you pick. So out of that list, let us know on Twitter in the reviews after leaving a five-star review. Let us know who you uh, would want to win this. But we'll see how it plays out in Houston. Going on the road, second road game of the season. But this one, thank goodness, is a normal travel schedule. This was a weird one when we went out to Arizona. It was a day early, but yeah. it was beautiful. What did you guys do on your day off before we, we end this thing? So I mentioned on the previous episode, was going to be on the hunt for some good tacos. Mm-hmm. And mission accomplished. Uh, we had some traditional, authentic Street tacos, which were terrific. Arizona's a great place for that stuff, obviously. And then we kind of, we were too lazy to do a real hike, which I think you're going to tell us about yours. So we just drove to like a lookout point. Uh, Hole in the Rock Mountain is what it's called. And literally like, you know, five minute walk once you got out of the car into this little like kind of cave thing overlooking the desert. It was pretty cool. It felt like we did something Arizona-y. This is kind of like what we wanted to do. It's like, well, we're here. We got to do a little bit of that. But I know you did like a legit, legit hike. I went and did Camelback. Mm. And you see this on Instagram. Everyone's sharing like this is the place to go. I just figured if everyone was like sharing this, it was a relatively easy hike. No. (laughs) So thankfully, I like... I'm an athletic person, so I, I was able to hang in there. And, like, we, it was still to the point where you, you can talk the whole way. Like, it's not like you're completely out of breath. But right. about halfway up the mountain, for anyone going out to Arizona and you're thinking, oh, I just want, like, a leisurely hike. No, it took us – if we would have gone straight up and straight down, we did stop in the middle for about 20, 25 minutes and talk. I was with a really good girlfriend of mine. But, I mean, we, we hiked for three hours. And, and, and in what kind of heat? Like, you guys went in the morning, so it wasn't too bad, It was. Right? We started – at the base um, where we parked, even just from where you park to then the base of the mountain is like a pretty good walk yeah. because they don't have a true parking lot. You just park on the street right. and then you're walking up. So I mean, we got to the base of the mountain probably like 830 and then, you know, you start hiking. I mean, it was a three hour yeah. ordeal and you hit halfway and then it is climbing. And we went, we did go, there's like two sides. We went to quote unquote the easier side. It's a little bit longer. Um, and we at the at the top though it was very fun because I don't know if like people just came out for the trip to see the Panthers or what it was, but that mountain was overtaken by Charlotte Char Charlotte in Charlotteans Charlotteans Charlotte people because on we <laughs> I'm still learning people, but there was a bachelorette group that we kind of ran into wow. and one of them had on a Charlotte you know CLT hat, and so we got to talking to them in multiple. Uh, group members were from Charlotte. The bride was from Charlotte. And then we get up to the top of the mountain, and there's, like, this, you know, five to seven guys that walk up and come and have them panther hats. And I'm like, oh, like, keep pounding. They're like, yeah, like, you going to the game? I was like, yeah, man, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we also ran into, like, a group of four girls that one of them I ended up going to that's college cool. with. Nice. And she was just like, Caroline? And I was like, wow. Rachel, that's really weird. <laughs> and they live in Charlotte. And then on the way down, I am – you know, you have to climb down. So there's parts where it was getting a little bit busy, so you have to kind of, like, wait. 
There's a guy standing at the bottom. He has this North Carolina shirt. He's like, how's the top up there? We're like, it's beautiful, like totally worth it. And he was like, I don't think I like, I'm just going to wait here. I don't think I can make it up there because it was getting hot. Yeah. There were a lot of people. If you didn't have the patience, you just weren't going to make it. So he, you know, he was like, I'm just going to wait. Like, it's beautiful here. And I was like, oh, come on. Like, you're from North Carolina. Like, make us proud. Like, go up there. And he was like, oh, you're from North Carolina? I was like, yes, sir. And he was like, where? And I was like, oh, Charlotte. You know, and he was like, oh, what part of Charlotte? So I tell him, he's like, I'm your city councilman. <laughs> what? <laughs> So I met a Ridiculous. bachelorette group, yeah. like a group from college, this other group of guys, and my city councilman, all on the hike at Camelback. It was just, it was so weird. At that point, my friend was like, we need to get off this mountain. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're going to run into it, like, we have to right. get off this mountain. But it was really cool. I thought it was awesome to then show up to the game, and it was no coincidence that all these Panther fans were hiking because, like you mentioned, Max, so many people were in Arizona. Pan- I mean, it was so cool to see the blue um, in black all over that stadium for the Panthers. So thank you if you are listening and you were out there or if you even tried to go and you wanted to go in spirit. We thank you too. Um, but we hope you enjoyed this week of the group chat. Let us know who you want to win. Will didn't do anything King. cool on Saturday. It's nobody. We it Will didn't do anything cool, right? I, I went to Mactoberfest. I had a oh, great Saturday. We didn't give, Will, we didn't give Will a chance to say that. Yeah, I mean, first you like <laughs> kicked me off the plane. I don't even get to travel. Now I don't even get to like talk about my weekend. I, I see how it is. You didn't have a weekend. I'm just kidding. I, I Oktoberfest. Had a great weekend. I actually went to an Oktoberfest too, and you know the. It's a little warm right now for Oktoberfest. It is. You know the um, the competition where you hold the the mug out. Mm-hmm. The Stein is that what is it called? Stein. The Stein. I I entered that competition. How'd you do? Yeah. So I'm a little salty about it. Clearly, if I would have won, I would have been bragging about this since right. walking in the door. I came in third. However, that's not bad. However, yeah. However, the two women in front of me cheated, and I will say this until I go to my grave because there were rules. I'm a rule follower, and so they were saying that you can't bend your back. You have to keep mm-hmm. your elbow up. Like you can't touch the cup. You can only touch the handle part of it. So I was doing that, and then as soon as I, like, felt myself leaning back a lot, I just I, I dropped. Like I that wasn't right. I should have just kept going because yeah. these homegirls. Yeah, no, you let them yeah. tell you you broke it. I know, I know, but I just I felt myself like leaning back a lot, and so I was like, oh well, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I I'm out. But how, then, how long did you do it for? Um, honestly, I don't even remember. I know that the I don't I don't remember. I have a video. I think I'll go back and look at. It. <laughs> But I'll review the film and get back to you guys. Yeah. But Oktoberfest, it's, why? Why now? Is it is it now in Germany? Uh, I think it goes for like three weeks. Oh. But yeah, it, it's now at OMB. They just they they released their Mactoberfest beer and then Ooh. they had the Mactoberfest festival. Oh, fun. fun. It was cool. All right. Well, sorry I didn't let you say that earlier. Will forgive me. But now. Now we are at the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Vote for your homecoming. Let us know who you want to win out of that homecoming court, and then we will crown a homecoming king next week after hopefully the Panthers beat the Houston Texans. We'll see you next week. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.